podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to this 5 Land Extra podcast here in Southampton where Palace have won 2-1 at St Mary's. Uh, JD Sydney and I are in the car. We're a little bit wet from the walk back, uh, but we're feeling very happy with that result. This podcast is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography for professional, unique photography of weddings and more. Go to mirandajanephotography.co.uk. Um, so, JD Senior, how are you? I, I'm very well, a bit damp, but bit very damp. well and very happy too. Now that we were trying to work out, we think that's Palace's first win in the league at St Mary's for a decade? Oh, for ages. I've never seen us win in the league here. Really? Never? No, all the times I've come here, we've lost from 6-0 down <laughs> to 1-0. So, now I've never seen us win here before, so rather special for me. Did, and did you, I mean, you know, half-time, 1-0 down, I, I thought we were going to lose. Palace just didn't, they just weren't in it at all today. It was, it was, it was uncanny, really. They, they, they just seemed to be... No energy levels, uh, as, as we were both saying. Kabai, we couldn't believe he was, he was showing up for anything. He was trying, but his touch and everything was just dreadful. He gave the ball away time and time again. And that was symptomatic of most of the rest of the team. We'd, we'd, we'd win the ball and give it away again. Win the ball, give it away again. And I think my comment was, with the only time I've ever seen us to manage to very successfully to turn attack into defence. <laughs> Oh, just on Kabai, do you think, I mean, he's 31 now, do you think this is an indication of that maybe his, his legs are going, or is it just the fact that we've played all these games over Christmas? I think it's, it's probably more of all the games we've played over Christmas. Uh, you know, he works incredibly hard. Yes, he is over 30. Um, he's probably got less energy than uh, a youngster in, the, in their early 20s. But uh, I still think he's got an awful lot to give. I'd still like just to have him next year. But then the nature of the way he plays, because he's so combative and he's, and he's so high energy levels, it's going to take its toll uh, later in the season and later in you know, his year, his oh, absolutely. career. I, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. It's an accumulation at the moment. I think thinking's catching up with him. I'm sure if he has a nice rest in the summer, it'll be fine. But I'm sorry, he can't have a rest. We've got Brighton on, <laughs> on Monday. Um, so, yes, I, his age is, is a factor, but I don't think it's that much of a factor quite yet. Um, but it was, I mean... The, the turnaround in the second half is incredible. And we were talking about this on, on the way back. And we actually, our chat on the way back was a lot of great pod content there. So let's see if we can replicate that on the pod. Um, Do you want me to put the rain, sound of the rain in the background? <laughs> yeah, we know. It would be quite calming for our listeners. Um, but the way that Roy has got, even after a really bad first half, we've had it a few times this season, you know, West Ham at home being another one. Watford. He, Watford at home, absolutely. He's, he's somehow managed to get these players even when they're playing badly, to dig in in the second half and, and produce quality and effort from somewhere. It's incredible. Yes, it, it is. And as, as you know, my comment was, I said, what on earth does he give him at half-time? I think they ought to be drug tested. <laughs> There's something in that tea because 
it certainly looked very different in the second half. Uh, yes, he replaced Kabai with uh, Van Harnholt. Yeah. Uh, we took a bit of time to, uh, but we were immediately a bit better, and then gradually we seemed to get more and more confident. And the interesting thing that was that Southampton seemed to lack confidence. Yeah. They were still one nil up. I'm talking after 60 minutes or so, and yet they were making silly mistake after silly mistake. And I think that just encouraged us, and we kept going and kept going. Yeah. And um, in many ways, I think it did Sacco come on before we scored a goal. I think he did because I think we think it was him that stood it up to the back post that Benteke we think nodded over. So we haven't seen the goals back. We've literally just walked back to the car. But he made a huge difference. Was, and it? it's again, I, I keep saying about him. He's only a Championship player, but he brings an awful lot of energy and confidence. To, he thinks he's an awful lot better than he is, but that's not the point. He he his his confidence and energy seems to spread through the team. Uh, and, and his strength, I mean, oh, the way he was holding off those lads down the corner flag and just in front of us, yeah. near the end there, Gordon Bennett, it was three of them before they eventually managed to get the ball off him. So, yes, he does bring uh, not a lot of skill to the, uh, to the team, but he brings energy and I think that, that helps the rest of the team. But he, he, in, he in himself is like a microcosm of this, of this confidence that Roy has brought to the team because they're all playing. You know, we lost to Arsenal on, on the 28th, which ended our unbeaten run. We then came back with a brilliant performance against Man City. We've done it again today. No matter what happens, and we were saying on the way back, aren't we, really, we've been on a 14, 15 game right, performing run, even if we haven't got the result at some places. You're right. We go back to Chelsea and since then... The level of performance has been incredibly consistent. Yes, we've had some it's bad very halves. Palace, isn't it? it is very unfair. But yes, we had uh, an indifferent first half here and, and against West Ham and a couple of other times. But we always seem to pick it up in the second half. Um, it's quite incredible how often we've scored in the second half. I just go home and have a look and see you know, what proportion of our goals are in the last 15 minutes. But I think it's an awfully high proportion. Yeah. And, and yes, Roy must take some credit for that. That's how he managed us to get that team to keep going. Yeah. And again, I mean, going back to Sacco, he, Roy seems to be very knowledgeable about how to use these players. He doesn't overuse Sacco. You know, didn't even play on the other day when there was no Benteke. He knows how to get the best out of, let's say, limited players like Sacco by using him in the last 10 minutes, putting him in the right kind of position. He brought on Van Arnholt today. He seems to be learning more about this squad each week and how to get the best out of you know, players that might be limited in certain areas. I think that's a very good point. I hadn't thought of that, but yes, I think you're quite right. And he does seem to get the best out of what he's got. And of course, I suppose that's the sign of a good manager. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, then, Ben Teke today, got, we think he got the assist. Again, we haven't, we haven't seen it back. I'm pretty sure he did. He, you were saying to me in the first half, the first five minutes, he won a header, I think, as we played a long ball. And you were saying, oh, he definitely puts himself about and, and he's trying. And you could see today there were little flicks, little bits here and there where he was trying to bring people into play. Wilf joined him up front in the second half and there was a couple of little flicks into him. It's still not quite happening for him, is it? Had that no. one sort of turn, shot on the turn in the second half. But you can see, and, and even though you, maybe you don't get the, the chasing down of the centre-backs all the time or the Fraser Campbell style running around at the top, but he is trying very hard to make things happen. He is. I, mean, I think he did, he did an awful lot of running around at, at the top today. Um, he, did, he was trying more than I think we've seen him try for a while. Um, maybe that's a bit of confidence as well, possibly a bit of a kick up the backside from the, the, the training staff as well. But yes, he was trying very hard and it, well, I felt a little bit sorry for him in that first half because he was trying hard, but absolutely everything he tried never seemed to fall to a Palace player. We were saying how often the little breaks 
just didn't go our way. Yeah. Um, but there again, we weren't playing well. The rest of the team weren't playing well, so he was struggling um, to, to get decent ball in the first place. Yeah. But yes, I, th I think he worked very hard today, harder than I've seen him work for a while. And you know, let's hope he keeps it up and adds a few goals to it. He ser I certainly feel like he deserves a few goals because he has, he has definitely been trying. A, you know, we go back to confidence. We're saying about Palace's confidence has been high recently and Southampton's is low, but Benteke is such a confidence player. You can almost see it in the way he walks, his sort of language style sometimes. His shoulders are almost further forward than his face sometimes. You can see it, can't you? Oh, yes, and I he know. needs, he just needs goals, or, or if not, maybe an assist like today, because yeah. I, well, I know we're into January now. We've been saying a goal, which he got at Leicester, might trigger something in him. And you hope that he can go on a, on a little run, because I think he's deserved it of late. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he has, he's played an awful lot better. He was a bit greedy, as we said today. He took one shot on the turn that really should have laid it off yeah. because I think Sacco was in the... Was it Sacco? Was it, it was... Others, it was, there was uh, one Fossimento, with, I think. Yeah, I think it was Fossimento because there was one with Sacco and Luca later on. Yeah. Um, but we could understand why he is desperate for a goal and I think you're right. That's indicative of his confidence yeah. that if he does get a goal or two, he, he'll probably then carry on and get a lot more goals. We were saying with that one in the second half where he should have laid it off, a striker that wasn't desperate for goals would have taken a touch and laid that no problem. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, almost rather certainly. than trying to have a shot. Yeah. Um, OK, what should we hear from Roy? This is, this is, let's hear what, what Roy thought of, um, of today's, well, massive win for Palace down at Southampton. This is his comments to reporters after the game at St Mary's. <laughs> for these three points tonight? Enormous credit. I mean, it's uh, four points from the sort of programme we've had over the Christmas and New Year, especially since the recovery time was, was very short for us on this occasion, just one day. Uh, I thought in the first half we showed signs of a bit of weariness. We, know we weren't. The pitch was quite heavy, you know, there'd been a lot of rain and didn't exactly suit the style of play that we, we like to have. But uh, we certainly got over that in the second half and I thought that was a very dominant second half performance and a very, very important three points because uh, on one or two occasions we've spurned the opportunity to take all three points and had us be satisfied with a draw. But today we we got the full reward for our efforts and I'm really pleased for the players and they deserve enormous credit for their work. You made a change at half-time, you made another shortly afterwards. How did you see a way back at that point? Well, we knew it was going to be tough for the midfield players. Our midfield players work very hard. Johan Kabay is a superb player, but we knew that it would be difficult for him possibly to get through another 90 minutes or another 65, 70 minutes. So at half-time, we thought it would be a good idea to change the formation, <clears throat> to, to push Wilf closer to Christian Benteke up front and hope that that might lead to a, a bit more domination in and around their penalty area, a few more goal chances and that worked and and then of course we decided to bring Bakri Sacco on to give us a bit of extra firepower which was unlucky for Jeff Schlup because you know I couldn't put Patrick on and take him on again so Patrick went the left back but to, luckily the changes worked well for us and I was very happy with the substitutes and what they what they gave us. Miller Voyager said he struggled to sleep a little after missing that penalty the other day. He made amends tonight, though, wasn't he? He was excellent, yeah. Was, his second half performance, him and MacArthur were really, really good in there. You know, people do miss penalties. It's a, you know, people miss easy goal chances, too. You know, they, we, we get hung up on missed penalties. Uh, missed goal chances, you know, from very close range, 
goals that perhaps should be scored but don't get scored. We forget all about them, but a missed penalty, that stays in people's mind forever. Um, it's nice if you've got someone in your team that never does miss a penalty, but uh, they're few and far between those guys. Even Lionel Messi misses them from time to time, and Roberto Baggio, who's one of the best players I ever worked with, he missed one for Italy in the, in the final of a World Cup. We talked before the game, didn't we, about Southampton being your first opponents when you took this job on. Has the progress that you've made since then, has it surprised even you? I don't know, really, because I've not really set that sort of target. You know, I should be surprised or I should be disappointed. It really has been quite a pragmatic approach to it. We, we work hard. We, we work hard at our game. We, we, set, we set high standards, I think, for ourselves. You know, I... I'm quite demanding on the standards I set with the players. They're demanding on themselves. And, you know, we, we believe in every game we go into that we aren't beaten, uh, that we've got a chance of staying in the game and we've got enough firepower to score goals. And luckily that's that's proven to be the case in the last 10 or 11 games. I think we've lost one, one in 11, is it? Which is pretty good by any standards, really, let alone when you've been bottom of the table. What do you say about the character that you've got actually in your squad? Not just you're starting eleven. You turn a game like this round in these conditions with everything you talked about there. I think the players will really enjoy today's victory. I mean, we lost my first game in charge was at home to Southampton. We we weren't that good that day, but on the other hand, we probably didn't really deserve to lose that one one nil. We we weren't outplayed by any stretch of the imagination, but but it was nice to get those three points back because you've got to be careful. I think when you know there's a lot of teams looking over their shoulder and, and fearing relegation. And you can't hand six points all the time to those type of teams. You've got to try and, and get at least some of your points back against them. And then if you're lucky enough to steal a point every now and again against the Man Cities of the world, that's, that's a bonus. Not been a bad festive period really for you. How do you feel your position is now, now that you're through this and into the cup of the weekend? I think we've got to be really happy that we took four points from that programme that we were handed, not least of all because we had five days to the first game and then we've played two games within two days. I think uh, it's unusual these days in, in, in certainly the Premier League or top leagues where teams play Sunday and then play again on Tuesday. Uh, and the players have done exceptionally well to recover from that. But most importantly of all, they've done exceptionally well not to, not to even think to use that as an excuse. To be honest, I'm talking about it now, but I've not even mentioned it in, in our build-up to the game. We've just talked about what we've got to do, how we've got to work, and I've not even suggested to them. It's a bit unfortunate that we're playing again. But if the Premier League are listening, I hope they're not going to do it to the club again next year. I'd like a little bit more time between games. They'd probably play again tomorrow for you now, wouldn't they? I think they would. <laughs> just finally, the transfer window, of course, is now open, and you do have injuries. In the circumstances, would a central defender be one of your top priorities? That's far too soon to say. I mean, we've only just come into terms. We didn't know until today that it was definite that Scott had done his uh, injured his uh, cruciate ligament. We, we feared it, but we didn't know for certain. But the chairman and, and the, the directors, the American directors, they, they're very keen to try and improve our squad, to make us stronger, to, to make sure we've got all the backing that we need. And I'm hoping that these performances recently will show that if we can get that backing and we can add those bodies to our to our squad, and if we get the right ones, of course, make us stronger in this running, because it's not over yet. You know, There's 10 teams, really, if we're to be perfectly honest, that couldn't swear that we have no fear of relegation this season. We are, of course, one of those 10. 
few few weeks ago, we were we were doomed in everyone's eyes. So we've got to be very careful in that respect, and we'll enjoy this victory, just like we enjoyed the draw against Man City. But uh, Burnley is very, uh, what's the word, high up now on our list of priorities to make certain that we don't waste these extra points that perhaps people didn't expect us to get by not taking points which are there for us at home. Welcome back to the 5 Plan Extra podcast here at Southampton where Palace have won 2-1 at St Mary's. This pod is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography. For professional, unique photography of weddings and more, go to mirandajanephotography.co.uk. Um, now, we should probably admit that we're recording this. We, don't, we haven't heard what Roy said yet. We, we, I didn't go to the post-match press conference. We've gone straight into the car because it was so cold um, and we've recorded. But I can only imagine, <laughs> Dad, that he's, he's very happy with that second-half turnaround. And also because this result, and we've almost said this with every win we've had this season, because there hasn't been that many of them. But given the timing of this and where Southampton were in the league and the fact that we go above them now, this is an absolutely huge win for Palace, isn't it? Oh, I, I agree. I think it's a huge win. And I think the first thing I said to you after the final whistles, I don't think we'll be back in the bottom three for the rest of the season. And I, I really believe that now. I think this has got us, I don't know, three, four places out of the bottom three. But it's the manner of the, of the win um, I'm sure Roy has been absolutely delighted by it and he's going to be saying yes how the the, uh, the team keep going they've got this this will this this to, to keep keep at it keep at it and they did and eventually they won because even though um, they were better in the second half it took us until what the 70 something 70 yeah. something minute yeah. 75th sixth minute before we actually scored um, but they just believed they were going to do it and then just kept going, kept going. And I'm sure that's what he's going to be most pleased about. That despite a very indifferent first half, the team didn't give up a belief in themselves and got the result in the end. I don't, I don't know, and you've been watching Palace longer than I have, I don't know if I've seen a team that is so resilient when it comes to second half performances, particularly when they've played so bad in the first half. Because you know, I've seen Palace teams of old, they go in 1-0 at half-time, that, you know, 1-0 behind in that sort of game. Yeah, recent teams, you know, Pardew sort of teams, and you know they're going to come out for the second half and, and probably let in an early second goal and wilt. But there is something, I don't think, have you seen a team that's this determined to come back in games? Uh, you're now testing my memory, and I think <laughs> at my age that's really rather unfair. <laughs> but uh, I, I agree, I, I think they're fantastic, this team, with the way they, as I said, they have belief in themselves, and even when things aren't going right, they just keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, my mind immediately goes back to the likes of Michael Hughes and Aki Rialati in, yeah. in midfield. Yeah. That team just kept going. Whatever went wrong, yeah. uh, all right, we didn't survive in the in, in the Premiership, but they had belief in themselves. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's great to see it in this team, and it and it it seems to be right throughout the team. Um, and yes, hats off to Roy and, and, and the coaching staff. I yeah. think they've done a great job with it. What he did say when Roy, when he came in, similar to the Sam thing, that it would take him a while to get this team confident again, a while to get them fit. And that's exactly what we've seen. Like he, he's just, he's very good at maximising players, like we said earlier, who maybe not have the most ability. But you look at someone, someone like James MacArthur today, you know, constantly in and out of the team, back from injury today. And we know that Maca gives us a 7 out of 10 in every kind of area. But again today, and in fact, maybe he's one of the few people in the first half who can get away with actually not such a bad kind of yeah, rap. I, th- he, I think you're right. He, he did 
he not only tried hard like Kabai did in the first half, he didn't give the ball away quite as frequently as he did. Um, and his usual tigerish tackling, snapping at the, 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 the Southampton players. Yes, he did play well. Uh, but you're quite right. He gives a very consistent level of performance. And that goal... I mean, we again, we were right in the corner when we went down the front, so we didn't see either goal. Well, we saw Lucas, we got a good view of that. But the technique to, to volley that into the top corner with your weaker foot, I mean, that's incredible. It, well, I, I, as the ball was coming to him, I was just thinking, oh, McCarthy's going to, to block him off. Yeah. And McCarthy stood absolutely rooted to the spot. Um, I must, as I said to you, uh, as we were walking back, hats off to... Um, to Wayne Hennessy on Saturday when he was in that situation he made himself big yeah. McCarthy just stood there yeah. um, I'm quite glad we haven't <laughs> got him anymore <laughs> because I think if he had made himself big like that he could have put um, McCarthy off yeah. but he didn't he just sort yeah. of waited for the inevitable yeah absolutely although where we were positioned it may have been further in the corner away from him on the his right side we don't know but you're right he did sort of he didn't move he didn't do anything yeah exactly and, and sometimes all it takes is a little bit of a movement to put a player off but and Maka just watched it all the way onto his left foot beautifully and it was one of those games the conditions today didn't help you know Wilf lost his footing a few times and there were a few fouls not given one on Benteke I remember where um, the number five has oh. gone give him a little push which, which ref doesn't pick up on but it is a foul and in, in the conditions today anything like that you're, you're going to lose your footing aren't you so yeah, it you, wasn't yeah, Benteke it was went right over I, I couldn't understand why that wasn't given because he wasn't going to fall over just because he wanted to fall over he must have had a push on him yeah exactly um, and it was difficult conditions wasn't it there was a yes, handball uh, claim for Palace later on where Wolf go down in the box but again the way the defender's fallen it would have been uh, very yeah. harsh uh, that was accidental I, I, I'd have been absolutely livid if that had been given against us delighted if he'd been given for us of course um, and then Lucas finish as well I mean I can't remember who laid it off to him on it, it may have been Sacco or Townsend, I think it was Townsend. Townsend, yes, down. it was Townsend from our, our side. But again, as with Maka, I wasn't really expecting it. As it rolled for him, I thought, oh, OK, well, not the person you want, but give it a go. And he's absolutely just oh, it. Oh, he absolutely leathered it. It was fantastic. It was, he really made up for uh, the penalty miss. We forgive him now. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, no, it was a wonderful performance. It was, I don't know, unexpected. I wasn't expecting much from, from the game today, certainly after that first half, but... As with yeah. Palace, certainly this season, they, they can pull surprises out of the bag, can't they? Absolutely. Uh, at the last podcast, when we were uh, previewing this game, I said I'd take a nil-nil. Yeah. And that's what I thought we might get, a really bad game. And there were spells of it, but it was just like that. <laughs> but in the end, yeah, we rose to the occasion and, and um, gave us a fantastic win. And the thing is, as well, and we said this with the Man City game as well, the fans do make a difference, but it helps when the players give them something. In that second half, when, the, when, when Sacco came on and was putting himself about and, and Wilfred Andos was switching sides, suddenly you, you get this sense, and especially when you're in the stand, and I've, I've seen a lot of games in the press box, so it's, it's a different feeling, but when you're actually in it, you can suddenly feel the energy levels in the stands as well, right? Uh, no, uh, that's really fair, fair. And I must say, I'd noticed that a lot of our lads at the back there were carried on chanting when things really weren't going our way. Um, and it's hats off to them. I think they they helped they helped the, the, the whole atmosphere. And gradually, when, as you say, the players gave us something back to shout about, the rest of us started joining in. Yeah, <laughs> those of us that aren't quite as raw, because there's those kind of guys. We're getting a bit too old for that now. So, um, Good stuff. OK, uh, J.D. Senior, thank you very much. Not one for joining me on, on the pod, and two for driving me back home after the game. I'll try and drive safely. <laughs>
Good stuff. Listeners, thanks very much for listening uh, to this brief pod. Um, we've got a full pod again coming up during the week, previewing that big game at Brighton on Monday, which is Palace's next game in the FA Cup third round. In the meantime, please keep checking us out on social media at FYP Fanzine on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of thing. Let us know your thoughts on these extra pods on Palace at the moment and anything in general. We always appreciate your input. And that's it. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. Bye. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.